Welcome back to another episode. Well, I should say, like, the first episode in a lot of ways, because it's the first time we're going to break this segment now on its own. We um, had it at the end of an episode already called Talking Points, and we spoke already about Ridley Scott and his uh, attitudes to why he felt like the last duel had uh, failed at the box office towards millennials and their attention spans and whatnot. I wasn't really paying attention. (laughs) 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 But um, uh, so now uh, this week's Talking Point and uh, uh, what we brought along to talk with is about this talking point is Will Johnson Will you came on uh, so nicely for the Incredible Hulk episode uh, not too long ago and now we have you back for uh, some uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre talk and pretty much that's our this week's talking point so we have Fede Alvarez who did the Evil Dead uh, remake to a lot of aplomb and um, he's uh, earmarked to do a, a, a movie for Netflix released in next February uh, reboot or reimagine whatever way uh, you're going to take out uh, of what the modern kind of style seems to be with a lot of these horror genres and franchises you're going to take out a lot of the movies that you don't agree with and you're just going to do a direct sequel to the original so what's your uh expectations for lack of a better word and what is your uh opinion as well of this kind of uh team of people doing this now where they're just cutting out canon and just rewriting history themselves well i will say that it creates a very interesting um let me let me put it this way. So I was after I saw Halloween Kills, I posted on uh, Twitter or something that after that movie, because Michael kills I think twenty four people in that movie, is a huge <laughs> body count. That's not <laughs> right though. It was yeah, yeah it, I think it was twenty four, and I, the firefighters and then the, the big fight there later on. There's yeah, like just at yeah. the end, I, I posted that he became the ultimate champion because if you count all of his deaths. <laughs> he actually surpasses Jason because of that movie. And I got this interesting response from, I don't know who it was, but some guy was like, well, now that all the Halloween movies don't count except for these three, Jason is still the all time great. And I'm like, so now we're like talking about, like we've been talking about Marvel movies in the past. Like now we got this multiversal like fandom now where it's like, well, if you don't count these movies, Michael yeah. Myers is still only second to the king. You know, it's it's kind of this wild thing. <laughs> so I do think it's creating these new inroads of fandom that I find very like fascinating. A horror multiverse. Yeah, but um, yeah. but no. In all seriousness, I, I'm I'm okay with it because unlike say something like uh, the Star Wars special editions, um, yeah. it's not taking away those other movies it's just saying hey this timeline is a little different so like i can still go back and watch halloween four five and six to continue that storyline or i can skip those and watch h2o so it's it's kind of um it's it's kind of like it's not taking it away like the star wars special editions like i can't get it my hands on legally the original <laughs> trilogy and and see that version of the story you know or whatever so yeah. it, it i know it's not a direct comparison but like these movies aren't they're gone from this storyline but they're not gone from history i can still watch them if i want to so yes i'm okay do you think there's a storytelling narrative do you think it's a bit of a cop-out mm, big time um well i think the i don't think it's a cop-out I, I i think the only issue i have with it is it's a little disrespectful to the Daniel Harris, well, Daniel <laughs> Harris, or, or the screenwriters yeah. of the other ones, or even the producers of the other ones, because it's pretty much saying, even Josh if it's, even if it, yeah, <laughs> even if it's not saying it directly, 
or intentionally or maliciously. It's kind of saying, hey, you fucked up on this one. So we're going to start yeah. over and pretend you didn't exist. Yeah. I mean, I understand re rebooting <laughs> stories and, and redoing stuff. And that, that totally makes sense. But it, it is kind yeah. of, uh, I mean, even Jamie Lee Curtis in her press was, you know, I, I remember when she did H2O, she talked about how she was, you know, she owed the franchise for giving her a career. And this is how she really wanted to do it. And even in the press tour for this one, Halloween Kills, she's like, Oh yeah, that, that that sucked. I I wasn't really into it. I didn't really like it. So she's even disrespecting yeah. her own words from the. So I, it's a weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a very weird thing. I, I don't want to say it's a cop out. It's totally it's totally fine to do. Yeah. Obviously, fans have accepted it. I don't know how it how it performed over there, but here it's a gigantic hit. Both of them. So uh, yeah. it's a, it's a hit worldwide. I, I yeah, think. but box yeah. office success, as we often say, does not is not the biggest indicator for a quality movie. Oh god, no, no, of course not. But I'm just you saying, know, people Transformers. But like, for instance, like whether people liked the 2018 Halloween or not, people went out even more to see Halloween Kills. So it yeah. So people were interested. People liked it. So you know, I agree with you. But some people don't have great taste. But at the same time, <laughs> they're, they're, you know, usually you'll see a drop off of interest if something doesn't yeah. work or whatever. So this oh, one yeah. is continuing to build. Uh, and the reason why we're I'm talking about Halloween is because that is the biggest example of what Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre is doing, which is yeah. ignoring kind of everything. And um, I, I didn't... Is it the first one or the first two that it's going to take from? Or just the first one. First the original one. is going to so continue. Had, yeah, so like... Age up all the characters. As if nothing had happened Chainsaw for 40 two, years or whatever, 50 years. Two. Like, this is 50 ah. years we're talking from the original, like... like See, I love those characters are just going to age out of existence. How, well, I, like, if you're like, how like vibrant? How much of a threat is a seventy-year-old Leatherface? Yeah, I'm fucking that dude up at least six, six, sixty percent of the time. I, Take that chainsaw off me. He's just an old dude yeah, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. bad jeans. <laughs> well, that's kind of the same thing with Michael Myers in Halloween. He's supposed to be. That's what I'm saying. They're aging him out of role. Like age six, of existence. 63 he killed when he was like 6 then 78 he was like 18 or something or 20 or he whatever should have, he, he should have been 21 in the original yeah, they, but they said 21? 23 okay. yeah. so, so he that, should have been but he wasn't like, yeah. Yeah. no he is 21 in the original they just made a mistake in the credits where they list him as being 23 so but he's 21 so he would have been <clears throat> Halloween Kills he would have been in his 60s well he's supposed Probably. to be a little bit older yeah. than Jamie Lee Curtis isn't he yeah so just there, she's you. She's he would be at least there. 61 in Halloween, at the very least 61. But yeah, yeah. I, you know, I what, the Jamie Lee Curtis thing throws that into the bus too because you know, I mean, in real life, she's like 65 or something, so yeah. So I, I think she's whatever. about 50 in Halloween, I, about 50, yeah, yeah, because she's what 16, 17 in the original, you know okay. what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, I'd say something like that. Yeah. So her character Lori yeah. is probably in her late 40s, early 50s. And Michael Myers is about 10 years older than her. Yeah, well, Given the time frame, if she's seven, 16, 17, he's six when he gets sentenced. Yeah, that's... No, it's fit, well, it'd be, no there's fit, no, it'd be 15 years in the difference. Well, depending on her age at well, the time. Is, it's a little <laughs> yeah, depending on her age at the time. So she would have had to be in, like, what, four or five years. She'd be in one when Michael Myers was six. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, because like that. She, Yeah, because she'd have to be 15 years later. So like just uh, this is just a roundabout way of like what like I just think 
if you keep on going back to these originals, you're going to age these characters out of existence and you're going to age them out being a real threat. Like, you know what I mean? Michael Myers, 60. Like, well, me and you, two normal dudes, would have a good chance against a 60 year old dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean? Noel, not really. He's got bad knees. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he lost but to a that... woman recently. But whatever. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, sorry, I'm having a brain fart. But yeah, so I think Michael Myers, though, he, he's after crossing that threshold and now he's not human. Yeah, yeah he's transcending, you know I mean? as they said. So now the rules don't really apply. He's survivable. Which is mm. ridiculous because the whole point, and this is what is probably going to trip up this Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing, too. The entire point of David Gordon Green remaking, well, not remaking, but doing a direct sequel to Halloween 1 is yeah. that his whole point and he's stated this in quotes is we wanted to get back to just the existence of evil that he's just a man who's evil yes. he's not yeah. supernatural but by the end of halloween kills he's <laughs> he's been like he's been curb stomped he's been destroyed by everything and he's he just gets stopped, he's been five at least five bullets center mass yeah, yeah. he gives yeah. like half of haddonfield like half of it like yeah. and the yeah. cops are like one block away they're the worst police ever like the Haddonfield police do you remember in, in Halloween 1 where the, the sheriff is like and the daughter drives up first of all he doesn't smell her smoking the joint and he's a cop and then straight away he's like uh, she's like what's going on here oh don't worry some kids probably uh, broke it they just took some ropes some knives yeah. some Halloween masks <laughs> I'm like oh serial killer uh, kid like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like, <laughs> I, I think I think the point is that it creates all these for, for fandom like i said mm. with the guy who tweeted me about the death count this <laughs> automatically creates probably the discussions the hardcore fans don't want to have because now they got to get their brain yeah knots and everything and that's not only just to say that i mean I'm, i actually haven't seen um any of the remakes that they did in the 2000s of the Rob texas. zombie movies no no oh, texas texas chainsaw i I uh, I avoid really those. good movies. Really good movies. Are they good movies? Okay. Yeah, really good. Leatherface is, is ferocious in it. Ferocious. Really okay. terrifying. Uh, what's his name? Lee or Ernie? The guy from uh, Full Metal Jacket. What's that? Uh, Arlie Arlie Ernie? Ernie. Yeah. Arlie Ernie. Yeah. He, he's amazing, and he plays like a sheriff. Um, and man, I highly recommend those movies. Okay. I bought those. I highly recommend them. Marcus Nispel, the guy who directed the Friday Thirteen remake, directed the. The one starring Jessica Biel and bought them, I think, are really solid horror movies, especially Texas Chainsaw. I, I think it's worth noting with Texas Chainsaw Massacre that the man who's taken the helm made Evil Dead. And yeah, I didn't think we 2013 Evil, Evil Dead. Because Evil Dead was perfect to me, but he took such a different direction. You know, like he, he took away the slapstick and just lent into this really brutal story. <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping that he can bring that bit of magic into it because it's a results game. You can sit and talk about it all you want, but it's a results game. It's either going to be a good movie or not. And if it's a good movie, we'll accept it. Yeah, I, I think I should I should be more if willing to try those things because I didn't see the Evil Dead remake. I didn't see any of the Texas Chainsaw because I don't know if it's just like a snooty part of me or whatever, but I just kind yeah, of, yeah, I, yeah. I just kind of thought, meh, it's not for me. I, I, I like the originals. And and I, I had that approach, and Vinny's going to disagree with me on this one. <laughs> I, I had that approach for 12 years with the Rob Zombie Halloweens because Halloween is my favorite my favorite horror film of all time and mm. in my top five all time and I just refused yeah. to watch the sequel or watch the remakes um, but first of all I didn't think the first one was as bad and then I loved the second <laughs> one because like you said it went into 
a completely different direction than anything that Carpenter or any of the other sequels went into. Yeah, it and it became its own thing. And that's why I really like it. So uh, movie. I should give it a shot. I should give these a shot. That said, I, I, I'm not, you know, even... Because Carpenter, like, if we're, if we're using Halloween as a comparison, Carpenter technically didn't make Halloween 2. He wrote it and was kind of forced into producing it because he didn't want to have anything to do with that. He wanted to do the anthology thing with, like, like Halloween 3. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't feel like a John Carpenter movie. The thing is, is that Texas Chainsaw 1 and 2 are very much so Toby Hooper, Toby yeah. Hooper movies. Yes. And I feel like by taking only one of his films and ignoring the second one, mm. it if you're trying to honor Toby Hooper's vision, you've it, already failed. It, it feels it feels like you're already picking it apart because you're saying, well, because to me, I, I think both the first two Texas Chainsaws are masterpieces, in my opinion. Yeah. They're completely different films, but yeah. they make logical sense in the Hooperverse because like this is it, it feels like the that world that he created in the first one is slowly expanding out to the real world and he has a lot of social commentary going on there and it's just gonzo the second one is just insane and yeah it does feel like it feels like a natural part of its universe and yeah you're kind of cutting that off too and you're taking you're taking away some of the traits of those original characters because you're cutting them in half and yeah, it just feels a little weird. It would it would be like, I don't know. It would be like remaking. I know this is a weird comparison, but it, it would be like remaking or doing a direct sequel to The Godfather and ignoring Godfather two and three. It 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 makes those, it makes those characters that are so rich and developed. It yeah, it almost makes them. You're like ignoring all the character development you got, and those are all very specifically Francis Ford Coppola films. It's like yeah. kind of ignoring. You're, you're like saying, hey, well, you did a good job here, but we we like chapter one, but we don't like chapter two, so we're going to rewrite yeah, chapter yeah. It feels a little weird to me. but Yeah, uh, Trey Parker, who's, you know, of, of South Park fame, I, he did a, you know, I, I think they took the piss out of, like, E.T., where they replaced the cops with guns with uh, walkie-talkies. <laughs> yeah. Kids run, but you remember that? And and he, in, a, in an odd, serious moment, he just said, like, well, when's the film finished? Yeah. Like, when's yeah. the film just done? Like when when does it just get left alone and there and it's of its era? Jason and the Argonauts. It looks great for its time. We know that special effects have come a long way, but there it is. And then you have like you know Indiana Jones, whatever. And then they're just going back and you know in 1997 they brought back all the Star Wars and you know for the 20th anniversary and all this kind of stuff. When's it done? And now we're we've entered into this new stage of just discontinuing films, like you said, chopping them up. Not and and then I don't know. It, I suppose the purist in me is a little bit pissed off, but I'm still, I trust the director enough and I'm cautiously optimistic, but at the same time, I do agree with every point that you made that, you know, you're, if you, again, if you want to honor him, why are you picking apart his work for starters? Mm. It's, yeah. It feels like you failed right outside the gate. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I, I read the article that you guys sent me. Uh, it's kind of the first, I think I heard a little bit of rumblings of it last night, which is kind of bizarre because, mm. 
I've got we've got a really rich horror community over here in Arizona and in, in uh, the United States. Um, desert people. I've, and I've got a lot of yeah, the desert people. And I've got a lot of uh, I got a lot of horror friends, and I haven't heard a peep. So I was very surprised that I mm. was this just recently went under my radar. I yeah, heard about it last night. I literally heard about it last night, and we were like, "This has to be our talking point." Yeah, yeah, because I, I, this is basically. I think I saw something of it last night. And that's it. So. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, to gauge of the excitement level of this. Um, uh, I noticed that uh, I know that they, they productions do a really good job of masking when they're filming something somewhere else. Uh, I mean, it's one thing to do, um, you know, Toronto for New York City or something, but uh, uh, Bulgaria for Texas. Not sure. <laughs> not sure how they're going to pull that off. Uh, Tax breaks. I mean, uh, like I recently watched Tax Break Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Like I recently watched. Uh, I recently watched um, uh, Power of the Dog on Netflix, the new Benedict Cumberbatch movie that he's he's getting Oscar buzz for. Is it good? Uh, it's it's very good. It's it's I, it's not great. It's good. Um, it's okay. it's directed by Jane Campion, and Jane Campion was kind of like uh, uh, she's like Peter Jackson. She's a New Zealander, so she films everything in New Zealand. So. Um, that movie takes place in Montana in the United States in 1925. Now that's okay because now I don't know like the terrain of Montana. I've never been, but it did seem a little bit rockier than normal. Like rock, you know, rocky, uh, yeah. rocky mountains were a little bit more extreme rocky, <laughs> but, but you can cover for that. And, and I've seen movies where like Peter Jackson did the frighteners. He filmed that in New Zealand, even though that's supposed to take place like in a, I think he not in New Zealand. Did he? Well, I, I tell you that. Yeah, he pulled yeah. that one off. Yeah, yeah it does. I would have told. I would have told you that was filmed in in the, the states. Yeah, no, not at that. all. It was filmed in New Zealand, so they, they kind That's of pull, they kind of pull it off. But Texas kind of has part of the reason why those first two films are so uh, interesting is because you had it filmed in Texas, in the heartland of but fuck nowhere, Texas, <laughs> yeah. filmed, filmed by a Texan. You know, so mm, this is somebody yeah. who grew up in that landscape. Those movies, I mean, Texas is a little bit, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's a little glorified by Texans. It's it's, yeah. it's not like the Republic of Texas and stuff like yeah, that. It's, yeah. it's not like when you cross the state line, you're suddenly like in a new world. Like it's not like you just look down and your belt buckle has got bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything is bigger in Texas yeah. though. It, it's, it's not like you're like suddenly in Japan versus, you know, Arizona. Yeah, of it's, course. It's, yeah. it's not like a culture shock, but there is kind of an aura to it. Uh, and there are, and it is one of those weird states um, that has kind of all these different things going for it. Like, you know, Arizona has like up north, we have like the woods and and uh, the the climate can change because of the altitude. It can get it can get snowy in certain parts of Arizona. Most people think of it just as a desert, but you know Texas has <laughs> Texas has beaches. It's got mountains. It's, me. Got, it's got plainlands. It's got yeah. it, it has so many different aspects to it. it and it's so fucking huge. It is huge. Yeah. It's, so yeah, because you can go to one side. It was Mexico. It was part of Mexico. Like yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, because you can go to one side of Texas and it'll be. Uh, all desert and Rocky Mountains. Another part will be all beaches. 
you know, yeah. and then you yeah. go you go further north, it's all plain land because it's closer to like the mid the mid, you know, the, the middle of the United States. So it does have a very unique character to it. Like no no part of Texas is the same. So um Do you think that authentic authenticity there I got there uh, <laughs> was, was just in the film? It just <laughs> felt right. No, like, like that thing I, you can't really but you know, absolutely. Words on it, you know. Especially the first one, the the first one, and even to to a degree, the second. The second one has kind of a more high fantasy level to it because, like, the family lives in this like abandoned theme park thing. It's a little, it's yeah. a little heightened. But in that it's first, satirical. Yeah, but if you've ever been on a road trip in the United States and you go through a lot of this empty land, like when you're, you know, you you drive out to these areas and and you know you see one house every five miles and. Just it's it's just kind of endless green or or gray or or brown with lots of mountains. You know, you get kind of this isolated feeling, and you're like, who would live out here? You know, and yeah. and they they capture that so well in the first one because it's it's just like, yeah, they're just who knows what these people do. Like they're they're not surrounded by people. They've got this barbecue shack in the middle of nowhere, and then it just it just uh, there's that feeling of isolation and that kind of almost western mentality of like you know you're you're isolated out here and um do you do you think um uh, uh you see a lot of horror movies like the more modern we get with our technology you'll see a lot more more uh, horror movies that have this tendency to dip back into the past because you've got so many outs it's so much easier to create isolation from the uh, the outside world like as you said you have a bunch of kids just driving to texas might as well be mars back in the mm-hmm. 60s or 70s yep. you got no phone you got no computer you got no insta no twitter you're not hitting up on anyone's feeds you're just a couple of kids that got uh, isolated from the rest of the world and not only that were you isolated by your location but the situation itself it just intensifies your uh, isolation because this you have this family that are actively actively keeping you away from the rest of civilization or humanity or whoever else might be in the uh, location and just think like when you have a horror movies you might you're going to lose a lot of that because they're going to have the sequel that's 40 years or 50 years later and how are you going to recreate that sense of isolation i think in the article they mentioned like you're going to have a hipster is going to go in try and gentrify the area or some shit and yeah. like you know they're obviously going to be met with opposition I think it's something along the lines of that the article said and I just think like it's going to be very hard to create that sense of uh, isolation or uh, dis- distance from safety because when you have technology yeah. and you have the means to, to easily reach the outside world uh, yeah. what are you going to do with the old oh we can't get signal here because yeah. that's fucking done to death at this stage oh uh, like, yeah you know and then geotag yourself you know, you can, yeah, yeah of course. You, you brought up an interesting point. And so they have to get more creative. And, and what I really liked was um, the Candyman sequel. It's a sequel. It's not a remake. Mm, it's, it's, a direct, it's, it's a direct sequel. I liked it. Uh, what, <laughs> Super racist movie. Which, what, you mentioned, what you mentioned there is interesting because there was the gentrification angle that basically where the first one takes place has been taken over you know by gentrification it's like people are now it's all the hippies and the rich people that live in that area that used to be very poor and i like that they took the spirit and the ghosts of that prior world are haunting the new place so i I like that aspect but that's very very specific to that franchise yeah in general yes like technology is making some of the horror elements a little bit harder and i also think that um 
you know, I, I know this isn't the greatest sequel in the world, but I enjoy it. But like, let's take something like Predator Two, right? I, I yeah. love Predator Two. I love Predator Two. Yeah. Yeah. They they could have they could have simply made another Predator like that's in the middle of the jungle and it's very isolated. Yeah. But they did the genius move of saying like, what happens if this this dude's in the city, like surrounded yeah. by thousands of people? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's something that's missing a little bit in in horror. I heard from somebody, it might have been another podcast or something, that originally there was going to be a Halloween sequel that would have taken place like in a skyscraper, and <laughs> you know, basically like in the middle of the city, like Chicago or New York or something, and you know, Laurie would have to fight through the skyscraper kind of thing. Which yeah. brings like up the whole, raid. It brings yeah, like the raid. It brings up whole <laughs> new. Angles. Yeah, yeah. It may, it brings up whole new angles of different tension and and problems. Yeah. But yeah, I do think there is this overcommitment to you know try to replicate what existed then when it it can't possibly exist now. You know, like exactly. Yeah, it, it, that's the weird part about the Halloween 2018 and the Halloween Kills is even though it takes place in the present day, like there's something like old timey about Haddonfield, like it's trapped yeah, in like yeah. 70s or something. Cause I don't- Trapped in its trauma from it, the events of that night. Yeah, but it, you don't, I don't really- Land the time forgot kind of elements, you know? Exactly. Just, Cause there's, like, I don't, like social media doesn't play into it. Like the cell phones don't play into it. Um, it doesn't feel like a, like a 2021 i know the, the movies take place in 2018 but relatively speaking it doesn't it doesn't feel modern in like you know what i mean like it seems like so many of the problems in those movies could be solved by just <laughs> using your cell phone but yeah and there is a chainsaw i'll call the police yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 i mean there's there's a yeah like how how uh, even in the backwoods of texas yeah how likely is it that a family yeah, like a family could live out in the middle of nowhere, slaughter people under the sly, cook them into barbecue, and then win win barbecue competitions or whatever. Like it just seems like even in the most isolated pockets of the world, like you're going to have this stuff exposed. There's just no way you can get away with this stuff. Yeah. Let's just take it, like you said, in the 70s, it makes sense that a bunch of kids are traveling through Texas, they get lost. People are going to be yeah. like, well, shit happens. But now, we, we just saw this recently in... Um, Australia. It, it, was it Australia? What's the... What's the the was, guard was taken from the campsite. I think so. There, there was... I don't know if this is the same thing, but there was the, the couple that was like Instagram living all their adventures on the road, and then suddenly the girl disappears... And the guy oh, appears. Leandro or Leandri. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. So, so it's kind of like it, it's kind of like even like her family would have picked up on the fact that like yeah, like she's not answering her phone anymore after two yeah. days. That's weird. Like that that whole she's thing, not posting. She's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that whole lives their life online. Yeah. That whole thing is unraveling. That whole thing unraveled. Yeah. In the seventies, that girl might be an unsolved case forever. Forever. Because we're like, yeah, where yeah. the hell did she go? That's money, money are. Yeah. yeah, and and now that just doesn't seem possible. So horror aspects are different now. Like, I mean, just yeah. real world is different now. So it's it's harder to mask that. So I am interested to see how this Texas Chainsaw or Bulgarian uh, <laughs> ta ta Tax Break Massacre, Chainsaw ta Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to know how they're going to do the horror of this because I think it is running thin. It is, it is you know, 
getting a little old, you know, uh, that template uh, of trying to make it the same thing, you know? So, so do you think, before um, we wrap up this week's talking point, do you think uh, it'll be a success? You haven't seen Evil Dead, so our expectations are a little bit more heightened. The 2013 Evil Dead was a very worthy... Don't breathe. Uh, he did Don't Breathe as well. Yeah, it Don't Breathe, yeah. And, like, it, Feta Alvarez is a safe pair of hands, especially in terms of modernistic horror. And I think it could be interesting. I don't like the fact that it's a rebooted sequel, or whatever you want to call it, because uh, Leatherface is now, he's, sequel, like, he's like yeah. 70 years old now. Uh, like, take the chance off him, he's an old man, as I said, yeah. with bad jeans. So, like, I, I just think sometimes you, ke- you keep harkening back to the uh, original content too much, and you're going to start aging these characters out of existence, and you're going to take away some of the scare factor. But, um, Will, are you looking forward to it before we go here? And I'll go to you that note. Well, I mean, who knows, because... Um as everybody knows, Red Notice, the new Netflix film, was. Yeah. I think that if there was a box office, it would have made more than Avengers Endgame and Avatar because apparently so many people are watching it. Um, so Only because it's convenient, though, to I, watch. I, no, I, I'm being sarcastic because <laughs> Netflix has come out saying like it's the highest thing they've ever done or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, could it be a success? Maybe, but I think Netflix kind of runs their own PR. And if they say that 55 million people watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, we have no proof that they didn't. So it's all on what you believe, I guess. I yeah. I, I, I don't trust any numbers when it comes to Netflix. So, cause they, we, we have no basis for it. Like, you know what I mean? There's no, I don't know how you, you rank these things or how you determine who's watching it. Cause they, all that stuff's private and internal. So if they say it's a success and they want to spend $60 million doing it again, then that's their choice, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And no, what do you think to you? Uh, I'll, I'll keep it real simple. Cautious optimism. Like I said, yeah. uh, you know, I'm definitely going to go into it with as open a mind as I can. I'm going to try and avoid trailers or reading about, I just want this cause I, I, I've been guilty of letting other people color my perspective and like, you know, not watching films, and then Vinny, I can't remember what film recently. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. He went, actually, that's a really good film. For Just forget what you heard about. Go watch it. It's a really good film. So I watched it, and I loved it. And mm. then I was like, right, so just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, give it a chance. Cautious optimism. Cautious, I'll keep it simple. Cautious optimism, and you just think it's going to be as successful as Netflix tells us it is, yeah. pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> if yeah, and I- it isn't, you'll, you'll never... Because there's uh, Netflix had this period where they just they were really proud of like all their independent films that they made themselves. Yeah, uh, some of them still stick around, uh, but a lot of them you never hear of again. So if it, if it if it fail if it fails, <laughs> air quotes. It'll be it'll be buried it'll be buried in the uh, algorithm. Algorithm. Never mm. see it again. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 me, I just think I don't want to see another reboot sequel, and it's unfortunate to say to go this way because you might as well just reboot the franchise if you're going to reboot yeah, the timeline. Just do it or don't do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. No fair. offense sitting here, motherfuckers. But uh, so, anyway, that was this week's talking point. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Toohey. We got Carmack in the back, and that was Will Johnson. And we'll see you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Peace.